Well, good morning to you. Hello, how are you? I'm glad that you have tuned in. This is Danny Smith, your Bible teacher for DK Ministries, and I'm excited uh, that you are here today. Now, we're going to talk about and really mention one passage of Scripture. That's going to be Luke chapter 9, verse 62, if you want to get it out and, and look at it, give you a moment to do that. Uh, really, that whole chapter of Luke is just a it's just a wonderful passage. It's one of my favorite uh, in the entire Bible. You say, how many favorites you have? I don't know, more than I can count. But but it is one that I have uh, for years uh, begun to, um, or I guess I'd say have always looked to for a long, long time. And I've begun to understand even more uh, the importance of this particular passage of Scripture. And so as you're looking for it, if you're going to get your copy of God's Word, or if not, just remember it, Luke 9, 62. No one, having put his hand uh, to the plow and looking back, is fit, looking back, excuse me, is fit for the kingdom of God. Uh, you say, well, that's a short verse. Well, it's a short verse, but it's got a lot of impact, and it has to do with more than plowing for those who are kind of shaking their head. Now, um, as you kind of let that roll around a little bit, your thoughts and your thought processes and everything, I want to give you some stuff you need to know. You can contact us at dspreacherman gmail.com, all lowercase. Uh, dspreacherman gmail.com, all lowercase. You're probably going to hear a noise or two along the way. Uh, nothing we do about those noises. They're here to stay. I hope the quality of the sound, however, is better today. If you listen to the last podcast, um, I noticed that the sound was... Um, I guess the area sound, I, I don't know, maybe there's a more technical word, but as you know by now, I'm not a technical person, but anyway, we have trouble with sound from time to time, so if it's there, please excuse it, continue to listen, hopefully it does not take away uh, from the message that we uh, try to deliver. Now, we've already told you to contact us, dspreacherman, gmail.com, uh, you can look up on the Facebook, as my friend says, at DK Ministries, also my personal uh, Facebook page. You can uh, comment us. You can comment to us there, or you can send us that email. Let us know. Send us a prayer request. Uh, every time we get a change, we'll we'll add to our uh, that can be printed. We'll add to our prayer request, or we'll uh, just keep praying privately and uh, not do that if that's the way you want. Uh, we're glad to pray with you for you or for others that you know. A friend of mine the other day, I told you about this in the last podcast, told me about three guys he's praying for. I'm praying for them as well. And uh, I hope that you will uh, find people that you can pray for, need to pray for, and pray for them. He said, Brother Danny, what kind of things can we pray, or should we pray? Well, of course, salvation if they're lost, uh, help uh, if they're struggling, and healing uh, if, if they need healing, whether it be physical or spiritual. And yes, God does heal. Uh, I saw great news yesterday, a friend of mine. Uh, is to talking about being in remission, and we're thankful for that, and, and praise the Lord uh, for that. And so we see things like that, and of course that is all by the hand of God. Now, that passage of Scripture about putting your hand to the plow and not looking back, it doesn't have as much significance today to some people uh, because we use tractors today. And, and I, have, I know I use a tractor myself from time to time. I don't plow. Let me be honest, I'm not a farmer. <laughs> okay, my wife Kathy, uh, the love of my life, she has become Farmer Smith, and she tries to grow things and everything. A lot of fun, but that's not that's I, I, I don't do that. I haven't tried uh, personally to grow something a long, long time, long, long time, over thirty years. Tried to grow some tomatoes uh, about that long ago, and planted them, got them planted, and then never got back to them. Just so many things happened. But Kathy. Uh, now able to be home a great deal, or at least some, <laughs> more than used to, how's that? Uh, it does 
garden from does try to uh, plant various things and she's got a few potato plants now and uh, some other stuff if all the wind the other day uh, didn't take care of everything it blew the antenna off the house and blew her greenhouse over and we've got to get all that straightened out once the weather straightens out and once Kathy gets to feeling better however having said that I'm going to not talk to you about my farming experience and not even hers because actually she doesn't use a plow. She uses a hoe and a shovel or a danny, whatever she she can get a hold of. But anyway, my grandfather was a farmer and he had a mule and a horse. Uh, And and there are stories that we could tell, but we won't. That's not the purpose, not uh, not the point here today. But my granddad had a mule named Pete and a horse named Maud. And we're going to talk about Pete, not Maud. I loved Maud. She was a gentle soul. <laughs> she was a wonderful horse. Rode her bareback. Didn't have a saddle. Oh, but Pete. Now, he was a different story. He was a mule. And he was mean. You know, as I don't say, mean as a snake. But he was meaner than that. <laughs> he was just mean. And whenever anybody came, they helped my granddaddy plow. They always got to plow Maud. And granddaddy always plowed Pete. Because no one could do anything with Pete. Well, no one but my grandfather. And every time I read that passage of scripture, I think about my grandfather, which brings fond memories to mind, but I think about him plowing. Now, what my grandfather did, uh, he had a garden, he grew cotton, and whatever he was, whatever field he was plowing, what he would often do, he would take uh, ice water and put under a shade tree. Now, back in my grandfather's day, a gallon glass jug was the container. They didn't have Yetis and all the... All the great stuff we have today. My grandfather would fill that baby up with ice, put a little water in it, and and uh, that would be his ice water. Well, he would put that as straight as head as he get, and it would give him a point, and he would grab a hold of that that plow. He'd get the mule going, and that's where he would go straight toward that, straight back. Didn't look behind. Didn't look inside. He was not my grandfather when he plowed. Uh, he was not consumed with what was going on in the world. He was focused on where he was going. And that is the world uh, that my uh, uh, that my Lord and Savior was addressing and speaking when he talked about putting your hand to the plow and not looking back. Now I know today, oh, people got tractors and, and nobody goes anywhere without that phone and they're listening to this or they're watching that and all this other stuff. Well, that just breaks down totally this example. This example talks about, number one, the commitment to where you're going, okay? Uh, uh, Jesus wants us to have a commitment. And, and, and walking with Jesus, you know, he said, he himself said, uh, pick up your cross and follow me. That is a commitment. He wants us to have that commitment to follow him. Yes, there are some things that we do in life that uh, may not, quote unquote, uh, directly bear witness to our following Jesus, but uh, underneath directly our commitment to our determination to should be to follow Jesus we should have a commitment to that Uh, and when you put your hand in the plow and you just keep looking ahead uh, you put a commitment to it some years ago I uh, we as we as my grandfather's old place came to our family before I was able to get most of it after my parents died able to buy my my siblings my mom and dad had it for a while, and dad bought a tractor. Now, my granddaddy never had a tractor. I don't know if he wanted one and just couldn't afford one. I, I don't know. He never even talked about a tractor. In fact, he had a huge yard, and he never had to ride a lawnmower. We, <laughs> we had to push the lawnmower. Uh, whew, those were the days. But anyway, in those days when granddaddy plowed a field, he was determined 
that he was going to do it right. And so when he got through, his rows were straight. They were like they should be. They looked great. They looked wonderful. You, they were the kind of rows when you got through, you want to take, you know, you want to take a picture of. Anyway, I was telling you that uh, when my dad and mom bought the place, my dad bought a tractor, took up there, and it had been some years. The place had grown up. We were trying to knock things down to kind of, uh, you know, take back from the wilderness is what I call it because <laughs> you couldn't. Whoo! It was a mess. But anyway. My dad, when he bought his tractor, didn't have a front end loader. And so much of the clearing that I did, I had to back up and knock things down with a box blade. And buddy, I'm going to tell you something. Some of those paths and all that I made with that box blade, oh my gosh, they are crooked, crooked, crooked. They are, they are more crooked than you see snakes as they're all curled up. <laughs> People say, how did that happen? Well, I'd hit a tree or I hit something that I didn't see. It was all kinds of problems because going backwards doesn't work that well well and that's when you're doing it on purpose and you're not looking forward you know where you're going Jesus is making the point we got to be focused on where we're going you and I as we walk with the Lord as we're walking with Jesus you and I as we're trying to you know grow the kingdom as we're trying to grow in our own spiritual life and I mean there are a thousand other things I could say if I was just trying to fill time which I'm not trying to do we got to stay focused on Jesus listen the world is always going to offer us something the world is always going to bring some temptation, some uh, something to get us distracted. Satan, who is not good, but who is good at what he does. Uh, I, I saw somebody post something very similar to that on Facebook. I don't know where they got it. I don't know where I got this. As far as I know, this is original with me. I, I say it a lot. If it's not, I, I never take credit for it because who knows? Solomon once said there's nothing new under the sun, so somebody else probably said it, but I don't remember reading it anywhere else. I remember well, I remember it came at the time of the world, a time in my life when it came to me. I don't remember the exact uh, instance, but I have overused it since then. Uh, I'm now pastor at Taylor Creek Baptist Church, where I'm trying not to use it as much. I'm not going to say I haven't used it at all, but I'm trying not to use it as much. I know that in the last four or five years, I just used it all the time. But the reality is Satan, who is not good, but good at what he does, always often knocks us around knocks us back has something to tempt us something to you know sidetrack us i mean he can offer things that just <sighs> cause us to fall stumble uh delay all these things just because of something he puts on our path well when jesus offered that passage of scripture he was making it clear that we got to be careful, make sure that we don't get off the path and just keep going straight. Hey, have you ever had anybody, when you're trying to quit something, offer you something? You know, a lot of people are trying to diet and people are offering them cake and offering this and that. Oh, it's crazy. I had to, um, well, I guess I had to, no one put a gun to my head or anything. Well, I had a little talk with the doctor. You know, you get to a certain age, and you have to talk with doctors all of a sudden. Went, went most of my life without really talking to doctors, uh, but hey I've gotten there and now so you have to go every little while you go in and you talk to this doctor and and uh, <laughs> they give you their advice and uh, he says now you have to avoid caffeine oh gosh do you, you have to avoid caffeine and and it was very clear you have to avoid caffeine well um, I hadn't drank coca-cola a long time I, I was drinking orange drinks but unfortunately they had caffeine unfortunately I was drinking way too many and I realized what he was telling me I gotta quit that well, chocolate's got caffeine that. I had to, I had to quit that. And there are lots of things that have caffeine. Ecedrin, by the way, I believe it is, a headache pill. Uh, found out years ago it has caffeine, and so I don't take Ecedrin. Uh, but anyway, as far as I can do, 
as far as I can, as far as possible, I'm avoiding caffeine as much as possible. Very hard because people are always offering you something with chocolate in it because many people don't realize that caffeine, uh, uh, that chocolate has caffeine. And a lot of people, when you tell them, I can't have chocolate because it's got caffeine, they say, oh, no, it doesn't, and they give you that. Well, it does. Uh, I can tell you, I can tell you that. You can look it up. It does. A friend of mine found out that chocolate-covered raisins uh, contains caffeine. When he ate too many chocolate-covered raisins in my office, even though I warned him that chocolate uh, has caffeine, because I knew he wasn't supposed to have any. Well, I'm their friend. I'm not going to call his name. Don't want to embarrass him. But, but if he ever listens to this podcast, not sure that he does. But if he does, uh, I did. I, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not telling on you. I'm just relaying the story. Well, it didn't have, it didn't, it wasn't a good night for him. So when the doctor told me that, I've, I've, as much as possible, I've given up caffeine. In fact, I'm so committed to it. One of my favorite things is to you drink a little out of a, a, a Coke bottle so that when you freeze it, it doesn't, you know, doesn't explode, doesn't overflow, is to put it in the freezer, then let it drink and let it freeze. And then when it kind of, you know, thaws out, start drinking it. Love that. I love it when you get the ice chips in there and all that kind of stuff. I know, I know you say, brother Danny, this ain't got nothing to do with podcasts. Oh, but it does. So uh, I've quit caffeine now. I've had to drink caffeine-free drinks. Not near as good. I just got to say, I've tried every one that I can think of. Not a, I, I just can't find one that's really great. I've settled on one. I'm not going to advertise for it here because, well, it's not that impressive. But anyway, so last night I'm in the freezer looking for ice cream. No chocolate. Ice cream. In fact, I had sherbet. But anyway, and so I find the ice cream, and I find in that freezer two frozen orange drink bottles I put in there. I guess shortly before the doctor said, you got to quit caffeine. And so um, I took that out and boy, for a moment, I thought, oh, let's see. I know I shouldn't do that, but they're ready. They're full. If I, let, if I just let these out in the morning, I could drink them on the way to Natchez. You know, two aren't going to hurt. And well, I threw them away because I realized quitting caffeine means quitting caffeine. Uh, the other day, someone gave me a chocolate-covered cherry, a huge, you'll think, kind of like, I thought they said strawberry was huge. It was cherry. Oh, I love those, too. <laughs> well, we had chocolate, and I didn't eat it, so I talked to him later, and they asked about it, and I said, well, I let Kathy eat that because I'm not eating chocolate, and I'm not eating, you know, and they said, well, I didn't think one would hurt. Well, I don't think one would sit me in the hospital, but uh, the problem is you take one, you're going to take two. It's like when you try to quit smoking. You smoke one, you're going to have to smoke two. Next next thing, you're not talking about cigarettes, you're talking about packs and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't eat the chocolate-covered cherry, although I found out when they called me, or I called them, whichever it was, that it was a chocolate-covered cherry rather than the strawberry, which I love the strawberries, but I love chocolate-covered cherries as well. And I had one and I had, had one at one time. I really thought, oh, I could eat that. But see, just real easy. It had been real easy for me in a matter of 24 hours. Had that chocolate covered cherry that drank two orange drinks. You say two, I, I could have drank those without no problem. So, anyway, to quit caffeine and do that, you say, Okay, make your point, brother Danny. Here's my point if you're gonna quit something, you have to quit it. And the way you quit it is you look away from it and you look toward where you're going. That's what Jesus said. No one is having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Well, in life, there's some things you just have to quit. Maybe you have to quit cussing, maybe you have to quit, you know, losing your temper, whatever. You just have to quit. Uh, I listened with interest today. Uh, one basketball coach slapped another basketball coach over the weekend in the college ranks, and he wrote a letter of apology. And it was read, uh, read today on the air that I was listening on the show. I was listening to. I should say it that way. 
I don't know how genuine that was. And, and the guys who happened to be talking on this particular show, uh, they really talked bad about the other coach. He didn't do the slapping, but they said grabbed his arm, all this kind of stuff. But in the apology, uh, the coach who did the slapping said that wasn't, you know, I talked to our players about having class. This is paraphrasing, not exact quote. And, and that wasn't a class act. And it won't happen again. It sounded like a sincere apology. I'm not going to get in all the other things people said. It sounded sincere to me. But what I was reminded of is what I'm talking about here. Is he is making a commitment to quit. Now, Willie, I don't know. I, 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 he got mad because of a timeout was called or something. I don't really understand that. But anyway, as it happened... Uh, the apology seems sincere, but the truth is, will it happen again? It depends on his commitment to not slapping someone again. Well, when Jesus talked about this, he was talking about our determination, our commitment to making sure we just keep going forward in the kingdom of God. As I've said, as I've made the point, I'm not going to rehash that. Satan's going to, because he's not good, but good at what he does, he's going to make sure there's all kinds of enticements. Uh, and, and yes, when he, he, I don't know that you ever get to the end of those. Uh, I'm not sure Jesus ever got to the end of them, although he never surrendered. I know the Bible says uh, in Luke chapter four, I believe, I believe, or it's in Matthew chapter four about uh, the temptation of, of of Jesus when Satan was doing his best to try to trick up Jesus. That you know he left him for a season, but he came back because he had other things in his arsenal, other things in barrel. Uh, Jesus never gave in. We sometimes do. But when we have our mind made up, when we have our focus on where we're going, when we are determined to do what we need to do, then we're okay. We're going to keep our eyes on the path. You say, Brother Danny, you really believe that? Well, I do believe that. Uh, but I believe a lot of people have, because of what's happened the last couple of years, gotten their eyes off, off, the, you know, off the course, where they're going to go. They've, they've looked back. And I was reminded of this yesterday as I read a headline. I didn't read the whole story. I read part of it. You never know what's true in the news anyway today, so you really have to be careful. But the story was about all the ministers that have quit the ministry uh, during the time of COVID. And, you know, there are a thousand things, a thousand reasons why. Uh, and, and listen, I, I can kind of understand some of it because I think some churches are basically not in our part of the world, but other parts of the country, I should say, have basically closed their doors. Well, when you close your doors, you can't pay your people. And so that may have may have happened. But when I read the headline and I thought about that and I think about this this morning, this podcast, here's what I tell you. Some of those, maybe not all of them, but some of them did what they've done because they look back. Maybe they looked at friends who were having an easier life. Maybe they looked at people who were still getting paid. Maybe they did this. Maybe they did that. All those things but they took their hands off the plow. Oh, I'm not, they didn't lose their salvation, but the plow of ministry, well, you just got to keep going. You know, that, what Jesus said there applies to so many things. In the light, and the truth is, to be successful, you just have to keep going. And sometimes it seems like you're not making much progress, but you are. And no matter how little it seems, you just got to keep going. You say, Brother Danny, that's hard how long do you have to go? Well, till the job is finished. A friend of mine had a wreck. Oh, this is years and years ago. Uh, he had a Grand Prix, and I don't. They haven't made those in years, and this was long before they quit making them. So he had a wreck, and there was a body shop, a, a, a car dealership, a Pontiac dealership in Baton Rouge at the time. Been gone a long, long time now, and they were working on his car. And we would ride by there once in a while. They had. 
uh, his car up on, uh, I don't know, it was a rag, but anyway, they had it up in the air. And uh, what would happen, uh, because something was bent. Now, I'm not, I'm not a body guy. I'm not a mechanic. And I'm not, you know, I don't know all this stuff. And it was a long time ago, but that doesn't, that, <laughs> that doesn't mess up this illustration. So let me get back to it. So my friend has a wreck. Uh, they take the car to this body shop. They put it up in the air. Like I say, not necessarily in a rack, but it's there. It is stable and it's positioned and it's held where it's tight. And what they did was they put a come along, well, probably more than one. I just remember the one <coughs> on that car to straighten it out. And every day for, I don't know, I even remember how long the body guy who was going to fix this car would go by and he would give that come along a certain number of tugs. And uh, I don't know if this this part was real or not. I, I don't know if he just did it to appease my friend or to mock my friend. I never asked. I don't know. But we would go by there from time to time because my friend, well, they rented him a car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, they said it was a car. But anyway, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to name the company. I don't think they're in business anymore. But it was a horrible automobile. <laughs> Golly. And so he really wanted to get his, his Grand Prix back, which, by the way, was pretty new. And so he would go by there and go in the shop. Well, I went in with him a time or two. And, oh, well, I hadn't done it today, the body guy would say. He'd walk over there, and he'd hit that come along twice. And he said, okay, that's it for the day. <laughs> well, that went on for the longest time. I went on for a long time. But the day came when they, got, when they called him and said, your car is finished. Now, I know what you're thinking. Probably it's never the same, all these things. You're wrong. You're wrong. It was great. And he drove that car for a long time. Never had, never had a moment's trouble with it that I knew or remember. Uh, he finally got rid of it to get a bigger vehicle because he had started having kids. And got, he got an Astro van. That tells you how long ago that was. So anyway, here's the point of this story. Here's the point of this verse of scripture. Here's the point of this podcast. Sometimes the journey seems long. Sometimes it seems hard. And it's hard to keep our eyes on where we're going. It's hard to keep our focus on what we're doing. All those things. But if we will keep our hands to the plow, as Jesus said, if we will keep moving as Jesus directed, if we'll go the direction we need to go, the day will come where the task will be complete. Well, we're not looking to get a car back. We're looking to hear a saying, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well, you're only going to hear that if you keep your hands to the plow and move forward in the kingdom. I know, I know, I know. We're, we're way past the time. We try to do it for 18 minutes. We're way past that. So don't complain. Send me an email, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, and let me know, hey, you were too long today. I'll just shake my head and say you were right. I did not. And I cut out. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what I cut out today. Oh, my gosh, I cut out a lot. I mean, Maybe you can tell. But I wanted to read this verse. I wanted to make those points. And I wanted to end with that story to let you know that wherever you are today, wherever's going on in your life, if you've let go of the handles of the plow, grab them again and hold on. Just keep on going. And one day, you'll get where you need to go. You'll go where you're headed. And you hear the words of Jesus. Well done thou good and faithful servant. Well, this has been DK Ministries Podcast. Today, we're talking about determination. We're talking about commitment. We're talking about keep plowing. That's what we're going to title this. And so today, no matter what's going on in your life, keep plowing. 
God bless you. I love you. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. Hey, you can contact us, as I said, dspreacherman at gmail.com. All or in case, if you live anywhere in the Greensburg area, come see us at Taylor Creek Baptist Church. Our services start at 1030. We'd love to see you, man. I'm telling you, some of the sweetest folks you'll ever meet. Uh, I, I've been fortunate in my life everywhere I've gone. I, I, I've been, there have been good people in the church. And, and this is a wonderful church with wonderful people. Not much preaching, but good folks. So I hope you come come join us and just meet the folks. We'd love to have you. God bless you. Hey, listen, we're praying for you. If you have a prayer request, as I said, send it to us. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com. All lowercase. If it can be printed, we'll put it in our prayer list on our Facebook page. If not, well, we'll just pray about it. Okay, listen, I know that's probably it. I know we're done. This is one of the longest podcasts. Wasn't supposed to be, but it is. So let me tell you, thank you for listening. I hope you tell your friends. God bless you. So glad that you were here today. And we will, yes, we will see you next time.